Hi, this is Jovi. This is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, Crime Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink. Tonight, I have wine. And we tell each other, take turns, telling each other <laughs> the stories that keep us up at night. I forgot about the taking turns part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I understand. But it's fine. That's who we are. And that's what we do. That's and right. You are here. That's right. And you have a drink. I do not. I do. You not. normally don't. I normally don't. But I don't even have my water. Oh, that's me. weird. Yeah. I don't. I have. Uh, I came in here and I was like, oh, everything's already in there. Because when I got off of work, I kind of, you know, I brought my computer in here. I had mm-hmm. my headphones in here. I was like, cool. Yeah. Dumbass me. My water is somewhere in the house. Dumbass. Yeah. No, I, um, I actually got to finish work a little earlier than I anticipated this mm. afternoon. Nice. So I logged out at 440 mm-hmm. instead of 515. Like I've been logging out because work has been crazy and came out to the living room. I had some like chore stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, during the day, because I'm working and I'm back and forth from the kitchen to my office, I don't usually like clean up after myself when I'm in the kitchen. Cause I'm just in a rush to like yeah. run out, grab my water, go back in whatever. Yeah. So I had to like fill up the ice trays and put my cup in the dishwasher and like do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course let the dog out and you guys know we live in Florida. We've been having a beautiful cold front this week. Yes. It's absolutely Gorgina outside. Yes. It's in the lower seventies. It's breezy. It's cool. There's no humidity. My dog is obsessed with this weather. I can't like get her back inside. Even at night when I let her out at night to go to the bathroom, she like lays down and lays out there. (laughs) Well, it's even nicer at night. Like it's it's gorgeous. Wonderful. Like this morning when I left the house, uh, to bring rainy to the vet, it was 50 degrees. Oh, so nice. And I was like, ah, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. It's been great. I wish this weather would just stay for the whole winter. Same. I'm just like, I'm not ready. It's supposed to be like in the eighties again next week. It's supposed to to go right back up again. I know. (sighs) Dumb. Well, hopefully, because usually it stays pretty warm through October. And then I feel like usually mid-November we get a it, it gets quote unquote cold. Mm-hmm. And then it lasts until maybe February if we're lucky. Yeah. I'll never forget my favorite Thanksgiving since we've I've been living in Florida. It was actually a bad Thanksgiving, but my favorite Thanksgiving weather. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I was with my ex. We were living in my house up in where we were. And I was hosting Thanksgiving for the first time. It was like his entire family was coming over. Mm-hmm. It was such a terrible Thanksgiving. But of course I woke up like at five o'clock in the morning to start the turkey and da, 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 whatever. Of course. It was so cold. The It had to be like 40 something degrees outside. Oh. I had all the, I had like the sliders open. There was nice. like this beautiful breeze. I'm like, I want this to be every day. <laughs> it was like the first Thanksgiving in Florida that actually felt like Thanksgiving. Nice. It was so beautiful. And it's like, I just wish it was a better hot like if it the day itself was a better day mm-hmm. and it would have been like the perfect thanksgiving but it was actually a trash year for thanksgiving it was like a shitty thanksgiving i mean but, look you know. who you spent it with yeah well you know <laughs> lessons learned my friends that's right live and learn live and learn i'm letting you sip your wine before i talk thank you you're welcome so are you watching anything reading anything Anything that you would like to share? Anything you want to share with the class? <laughs> um, I'm not watching anything uh, because my life is 
has been taken over by reruns of every sitcom I've ever watched because mm-hmm. comfort, I, you know, comfort yeah. shows, comfort yeah, movies. Um, it's just, it's a thing I'm going through right now. Like there's so much that I need to and want to watch. I just mm-hmm. not, I'm not there mentally, you know? Yeah, I get that. Um, but I am reading a book. It's called Killers of a Certain Age. And it was my September book of the month because I'm now part of the book of the month club, which is great. Nice. Um, and it's about these four women. They were contract assassins and they're retiring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just it's so cool and it's so fun. And like old, they're not like old, old, but they're they were doing it for a while and it's just it's funny so far the characters are fun and funny and like yeah they kill people but it's bad people that they were paid to kill like they don't just kill so it's dexter yes but this is something that's hired by the government oh yeah oh yeah so yeah. My boyfriend thinks that that's like a real thing. I like he thinks that that's the way the just, justice system should work. Sh- 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 yeah. The justice system should work. So like I agree. if you rob someone or like break into their house, like they're going to hire the vigilante squad to randomly break into your house. Yeah. I you know <laughs> like, what? I agree. That's your punishment. Like do unto others, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a true cheek for, you know, eye yes, for an eye. Yes, cheek for tooth a tooth. For a tooth. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, other than that, no, I just mm-hmm. not in it right now. Mm-hmm. Not in it right now. What about you? You know, I will tell you like work has been so busy um, to the point of like, I just have, I have no time. I have no personal time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because between work and then schoolwork, like my schoolwork takes up pretty much my entire Saturday or Sunday, depending on what day I decide to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work Monday through Friday, I'm just been, I've been slammed. So when I'm home and I'm ready to like relax, it's done. I'm done with dinner and I'm just like ready to chill. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to watch murder things. <laughs> I get um, it. I get it. I mean, I'm still actually almost, I'm almost at the end of my bones rewatch, which is murdery enough, but it's one of those things of like, I've seen it so many times. I don't really, I'm not really paying attention. Like it's something that I can have on in the background while I doom scroll through TikTok, you know? Yes. Um, but no, I just, I don't know. I've been so disconnected from wanting to deal with like reality, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I agree. There's so many things that I want to watch. So you guys know, obviously Charlie loves a cult. Um, <laughs> Nexium, there was that documentary that came out about Nexium a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, the Vow. And the second season just premiered on Monday. Oh, nice. And I want to watch it so bad. I mean, you guys know I love that crap. And I want to watch it really bad, but HBO does what Hulu does where they only mm. release one episode a week. Dumb. That's dumb. I haven't. Yes. And I haven't even watched any of the new season of handmaid's tale because of the same reason. Like I want to wait for the whole episode, the whole season to come out before I binge it. Yeah. Um, so once handmaid's tale is done, I'll watch that. Once the vow is done, then I'll watch that. But I'm, I'm super stoked to watch it. It's just, it's, it's not time yet. These next couple of weeks for me at work are just going to be, absolutely slammed yeah. absolutely slammed so yeah that's kind of where i'm at i'm i'm with you on the i just need um i need a break i need to kind of disconnect and stuff like that so. yes yes i mean we did a good run we had a good run now it's time to just chill just 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 chill with the the tr- crimey things for a little while 
Yeah. It's just, I mean, truthfully, like even finding time to do research and, and write the stuff for the podcast, mm-hmm. like I have to steal minutes because yeah. I'm so, and I mean, believe first world problems, right? I mean, it's just, but everything is just so back to back to back and it's, I'm constantly running and I'm constantly busy. Um, I'd rather be busy than not though. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, I hate, I hate feeling like I have to find something to do. Same. But, um, yeah, things have been, things have been crazy these last couple of weeks, like kind of somewhat overwhelming. So it's just been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks. I hear you. And, and it's going to probably get worse the next couple of weeks after <laughs> today. I was going to say, especially with the holidays just around the corner, it's not going to calm down anytime soon. And I'm not no. trying to be negative. That's just me being realistic. Like, oh, it's true though. It, yeah. It's going to get, it's going to get crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you just got to take it one day at a time, one moment at a time. That's all you could do. Yep. So. Yeah. My boyfriend and I do, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this in the podcast. We are subscribers to hunt a killer. Mm-hmm. So we've done three murders so far in hunt a killer. So three series is there our newest series just started. We got a box like th- two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And we still haven't even touched it yet. Oh, wow. It's just sitting on my dining room table waiting for us to start our next murder case (laughs) it's just like we have no we have no time we have absolutely no time i know i please (sighs) reality i hear you i I, adulting sucks Mm -hmm. it just sucks a lot yeah it's a lot a lot but yeah now that now that we've uh brightened your spirits (laughs) (laughs) now that we've made you guys so excited let's talk about more depressing and awful things (laughs) so uh jovi it is your turn to tell me and our loyal listeners who we love so much this week's bed crime story. Awesome sauce. And now I will say this. It's a shitty story, but mm-hmm. nobody dies, mm-hmm. which is, which is nice. Which that is, is nice. Which is nice to have that because yeah, I mean, it still doesn't end great, mm-hmm. but, but no death. Yeah. So I, this is a more recent case as of like four years ago, right? Because 22 minus 18. Yes. Four years ago. I can Mm -hmm. math. Um, And it's, it it came up when I was doing something and then I was like, what? And then I just kept reading about it. And I remember seeing the one picture um, like in news articles, but I just, it just didn't whatever. And I was like, wait, I know that picture. So tonight i am doing the turpin house of horrors yeah (laughs) this one is so upsetting it is it's terrible oh it's so terrible everybody's alive but it's like yeah so my sources Mm. for tonight are of course wikipedia Mm -hmm. all that's interesting uh two separate articles by marco hold on i can't see uh margaretoff margaretoff yeah we'll go with that um enews.com article by natalie finn people.com article by people staff (laughs) people staff yeah you know um people staff of people (laughs) exactly this is a new one um but it was actually a really good article um it's called the teal mango.com and it's an article by angela and i think it's a username like, I don't think it's like a real name. Mm-hmm. Um, an article called The Psychology Behind the House of Horrors and Chi- Child 
Torture. Um, it's an article by Dr. Patrick Wainis. Um, I watched the 2020 episode Escape from a House of Horror with Diane yeah, Sawyer. Me too. I, if you haven't watched it, please do. Oh, just, just please do. Oh. Mm. And uh, I also watched 60 Minutes Australia uh, episode called Inside the Depraved World of David and Louise Turpin. So I watched a lot of things. I watched. Yeah, a lot and of I things. will. I will tell you just real quick. 60 Minutes Australia has really cool. Yes. Um, stories. I found them on YouTube because um, I was searching about. Do you see that girl on TikTok who survived the volcano? No. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Her story is unbelievable. She lost her father and her sister in the eruption Oh my God! and she survived. She has burns over her entire body. Her story is unbelievable. And I found her story on six on YouTube on 60 minutes from Australia. And then I went on like a 60 minutes, Australia deep dive because it's so good. It is. And it's so, I feel like, especially like with this, with this case here, they interviewed family neighbors like so you're getting another point of view of everything yep and like it's just it's crazy it's mm-hmm. it's crazy um so those are my sources now the david and louise turpin are extreme pieces of shit yeah so i'm not even going to go into their background i'm kind of just going to give a quick synopsis because who cares exactly exactly yeah. and i hate them and they're yeah. gross and they're i trash. just oh yeah garbage Ugh. so yeah i'm not going to be doing a deep dive into them at all it's basically Mm -mm. going to be what the children went through and all that stuff because that's what's important is the children Mm -hmm. yes so david trashbag turpin (laughs) graduated from virginia tech university with a degree in engineering and he had this great successful career Mm-hmm. He held high positions in well-known companies across America, and he was able to retire in 2012. Now, <laughs> even though he was extremely smart and, you know, had this wonderful career, he filed for bankruptcy in 2011 due to his credit card debt. Mm, and, uh, well, mm, mm. And now, relatable. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But, but still, um, yeah. according to the bankruptcy paperwork, um, he filed for 240000 dollars of debt and his yearly income was 140,000 per year. So, and I mean I get it. People spend money, but I'm like, you make a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just that blows my mind. Not just him, mm-hmm. anybody, anybody. Yeah. Um Louise Turpin was a homemaker. As one of six siblings and the daughter of a preacher, she grew up in an abusive household. Mhm. Uh, Louise, her siblings, and one of their cousins were frequently sexually abused by their grandfather in exchange for money so that their mother could make ends meet and Mm. provide for them. Needless to say, when her parents died, she didn't go to either of their funerals, which that I, 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 I get that, that I understand, even though I still Mm -hmm. hate her. Yeah. David and Louise met in church. Both of them were Pentecostal Christians, and the two, quote unquote, ran away together to get married when she was 16. Mind you, he was 23, but Mm. they were returned home to West Virginia by police, at which point Louise's father signed off on the nuptials. 
Now, in one of the articles I was reading, it said that he actually signed her out of high school to go run away and marry. I know. Uh, Dude, I know. I know. And apparently the parents really liked him because he was smart, made good money, and a good Christian boy. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, that huge age gap, you know, he was... Even though he's apparently a creeper. Exactly. An adult dating a child. But, you know, whatever. Just, Just whatever. Um, there is really no known reason why the Turpins withdrew from their families in the outside world, but they up and moved to Texas. They're from West Virginia. They went to Texas. That's a change. Yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, they moved into a house in a nice neighborhood of Fort Worth, Texas in 1990. That's when they tell their family that God called on them to have as many children as they can. And that they did. They had 10 daughters and three sons between 1988 and 2015. My God. I know. I, I, I know. That's so many people yes. coming out of your regime. <laughs> it's like they're just walking out at this point. It's for real. Yes. For real. By that, by 2015 was the last one. Yes. By 2015, they could just like, hey guys, watch up. <laughs> <laughs> dancing there's a kid dancing there's a kid. exactly it's just like strolling on down the birth canal like oh my god it's so roomy in here exactly exactly he comes into this crowded house like i'm gonna go back in it was so much more room i have so much more elbow room in there right oh my god louise was 20 david was 26 when they had their first child their little girl jennifer now out of the 13 children I'm only going to name two of them. Children. I know. I know. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Jennifer and Jordan are the only two where their names are actually publicized. What? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, are they like the Duggars where everything starts with a J? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know any of the other kids names gotcha. because their identity is protected. Gotcha. Because um, the, yeah, the Duggars are all J names. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think their brother's name was Steven. I could be wrong with a silent J. Yeah, <laughs> just Steven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when I watched the trial, I thought they put his first name. I don't know. I could be regardless, regardless. Yeah. It honestly is, does not matter. But no. when you said those two names, I was like, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that's like a thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, you're only going to ever Ginger hear me with a J. So, so dumb. dumb. So dumb. Although that is a metal group and they're actually really good. Like the girl has an amazing, the lead singer who is a woman, she has an amazing singing voice and she does that. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even know that was a chick. But yeah. like when she sings, she sings. Beautiful. Is it ginger and it's just spelled with a J or is it called ginger with a J? No, it's just ginger spelt with a J. Gotcha. Yeah. Any who's are way, anyway. way anyway. off the thing. But yeah, Jennifer and Jordan, the only two names you'll actually hear me say mm-hmm. um, for the Turpin children Jennifer is the oldest of all the siblings. And I think Jordan is only a few years under her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, regardless, Jennifer Jordan. And they're the two that actually are the only like real public ones, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, hi. Hi, Molly. <laughs> that made me jump. Like legitimately, she made me jump. She's like, hey, hi, I'm here. Okay. So. Relax. 
Okay. In a recent interview with Diane Sawyer, mm-hmm. Jennifer Turpin, like I said, is the oldest of the 13 children, reencounted, reencounted, no, recounted her memories of a short time that she actually was able to attend elementary school. She said she was so excited to make friends and to just be a part of everybody. Like be a part of society. Yeah. Yes. But nobody wanted to be her friend. Um, Yeah. She will, because of the fact that, and I'm going to go into everything that they went through, but they were only able to bathe once a year. So what? Yeah. Once a year. So she was like the stinky. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. Oh, that's so freaking sad. It is. It's terrible. And she even said, she was like, you know, I had dirty hair. I wore dirty clothes and I probably really smelled because, you know, she lived in a house where she was surrounded by literal bags of garbage and just grossness and just. And she probably had like no idea that that wasn't normal. Exactly. No, because it's all, you know, exactly. That's just the smell. Mm. She smells all the time. So it's just right. part of her everyday life. So right. yeah, nobody wanted to be her friend. And like, I get it. Kids are ruthless, but it's still sad. It's just, it's sad. Right. That's, it's really, it's really fucking heartbreaking. It is. So third grade was the last year that she was actually in a school facility. Mm-hmm. The Turpins, of course, didn't want to, they didn't want to risk being reported, to the state or to child protective services by teachers and other staff right and even though um i know jennifer was obviously in school and then whatever children were able to go to school before you know younger than her um so they were actually in a school facility for a period of time and even though it was probably really obvious that there was some kind of neglect no reports were ever made regarding the condition of the children by anybody and this would unfortunately turn out to be a really bad call on their part yeah well and aren't um aren't teachers oh what are they called something informants they're like required to call yes i don't or they have their they have like a duty to report when every when anything is um off anything raises those red flags correct correct but they didn't so mm. needless to say mandatory informant maybe mandatory informer something like that maybe. okay i'm sorry go ahead no, that's okay so needless to say from this point on all the children would be homeschooled now because of just the little bit i've told you so far about what they go through hmm. neighbors were obviously never allowed in the turpin home right they never let anybody come in it was just no it wasn't a thing right and honestly, I'm sure if anybody did try to go in, they would run in horror because mm-hmm. just seeing some of these pictures and video, it's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of when you did Ponzu and Pazuzu, like, Pazuzu, yes. Ponzu, the Ponzu. <laughs> Pazuzu. like Ponzu song. Yes. <laughs> no. Pazuzu. Wings. I like wings. Um. <laughs> mm. You know what sounds real good right now? Ponzu. And I don't know why I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> but like you know the pictures that with all the filth it it was something Mm -hmm. it wasn't i mean it was bad but it wasn't like as gross as his right still bad i same same but different yes i digress i digress Mm -hmm. 
So now in the year 2000, the couple moved their eight children at the time to the perfect place that they could hide everything that they're doing to these poor children um, mm. in Rio Vista, Texas. They, mm. they moved into a home that was in a rural area. So their neighbors were separated by how their yard. Um, gotcha. So it wasn't like here where we could probably touch our neighbor's windows. <laughs> right. It was far spread out. Now, is this the home that they wound up escaping from? No. Okay. I was going to say, because that seemed like they were in a neighborhood where they were close by their neighbors. Correct. No, no. That's the okay. next house. That's California. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, okay. So Sorry. no, no, that's okay. So once they moved into this house in Rio Vista, this is where they kind of stopped seeing their family in person. Mm. um like they would still talk to them on the phone and they would do like skype calls uh-huh. but they would never see them in person they would pose for pictures to send their family to make it look like they're normal everything one big good. happy fam correct mm-hmm. correct while the phone calls continued the skype calls stopped because louise's sister mentioned something about the kids looking so tiny so skinny mm. the, mm-hmm. that stopped there was no more yeah. of that. Jeez. Yeah. Their neighbors, Ricky and Shelly Vineyard, along with their daughters, Ashley and Barbara, were optimistic when the Turpins first moved in. They were excited that their kids would have other kids to play with that were so close by. It was, they thought it was a good thing. Even though they lived across the dirt road from them, they could tell that something wasn't quite right with them. Mm-hmm. The Vineyards recalled that their daughter Ashley would play with the Turpin children, even though other children made fun of them for the way they smelled, Aww. wore weird clothes, and had really weird haircuts. So this was obviously before they really reeled them in and mm-hmm. wouldn't leave them ha- leave the house at all. Right. So like right. in the beginning, like, yeah, they would still not let them do much, but at least they were allowed outside during the day. Right. So, you know, they had some kind of interaction. Hmm. The vineyards were under the impression that their daughter was the only friend that they actually ever had. Mm. But there was an instance where Shelly kind of cut that real quick. Yeah. Um, she went to where her daughter, I think I said Ashley. Yeah. Her daughter Ashley mm-hmm. was playing with the kids and she looked down and saw that the Turpin's hands were extremely white. She actually thought they were wearing gloves okay my god so just just their hands were white and she said something and one of the turpin children told her that you're only supposed to wash your hands to the wrist or you're wasting water so their white hands were their actual color their arms were filthy dirty wow yeah so her mom was like yeah no we're done we're done here yeah there's there's something wrong so wow. yeah but again not a single phone call no not one you know like, okay look i get you know you don't want to correct do that, but i'm sorry when oh, you yeah. see something like that why aren't they washing their children yeah and, you know you don't even have to just call and be like hey can you do a welfare check correct because it's, it's anonymous it's right you don't have to say you know they don't nope. have to tell the turpins who called them Nope. They just are going to be like, hey, welfare check. Somebody's concerned. That's it. Yeah. You know, there's there's this thing. I was watching a clip today from The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. 
and Trevor Noah was talking about Kanye West and all of his ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. And Trevor Noah is a better person than me because he was talking about how, you know, I'm not going to pile on. There's enough people making fun of Kanye West or being cruel about Kanye West. He goes, I've always respected him. He goes, and obviously there's something mentally happening. Kanye West has been very public about the fact that he has mental issues, that there's something wrong, like medically something wrong. Mm -hmm. He goes, and we also know that he's been very open about not taking his medication. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what we're seeing, what we're hearing is very likely a case of it's the mental illness talking. Yeah, but to and he goes, what extent? Now, though? if he, well, hmm, so that's why I said Trevor Noah is a better person than me. Mm. Now, he did say, he goes, now, if he's saying these things on the pills, that's a completely different conversation that we could have. He goes, but this is the way I feel. And there was a person who had passed, a, who made a comment on the video who said, we are our brother's keeper and it's up to us to look out mm. for others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like this is the perfect example of yes. that. Obviously yes. the whole Kanye West thing is, it is what it is. I can't, I won't speak on it. No. I think no. vile. Yes. Um, yeah, I think he's vile. So mm-hmm. I'm not even going to speak on it. It's also not my place to speak on it. So I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but um, in this situation, mm-hmm. these are children. They are helpless children at the mercy of their parents. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that, especially when the child passes a comment like that, mm-hmm. like this is what you're being taught. Yep. You have a responsibility as a human that, being, as a human being mm-hmm. to try and help that child. Agreed. And like you said, like, I know that a lot of people are like, nope, don't get involved. You know, keep, keep your nose out of it. Da, da. In uh, some cases, sure, I will agree with that. But when it comes to something like that, I'm sorry, your red flags have to be waving furiously. Yes. When you hear and see something like that, how could you not pick up the phone? Exactly. Like you said, anonymous report, do a wellness check on this family. Mm -hmm. Here's what was said. Here's what I saw. You're an eyewitness. Mm -hmm. Here's what I saw. Here's the direct quote from this child coming out of this home. Correct. There's something not right here. Correct. And I mean, you know, even if let's say not in this case, obviously, even if let's say, you know, you do call um, a wellness check and they Mm -hmm. go and nothing seems to be wrong. The child was just rolling in dirt all day playing. (laughs) Right. Like, cool. No harm, no foul. Right. Right. But at least you brought the attention to what's going on. You have that peace of mind to know that you if something needed to be done, you did something. Correct. You're the person who did something. Everybody else cut their mouth shut. And I just like all of these teachers that failed these kids showing up to school mm-hmm. filthy and I mean, visibly neglected. Yep. And here you have the child verbally confirming to you, mm-hmm. like, I only wash my hands. I don't wash my body is essentially what this child is saying to you. Yeah. yeah. And you say nothing. I know. And, and, and on top of that, you take away their only friend. Yep. I'm not saying that you need to, I understand wanting to like shield your, don't let your child go over to their house, but if they're playing in the front yard and you can keep an eye on them, you know, your child is safe. You're taking their only like refuge away from them. And then also keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. It's, it's, and like not trying to throw these people under the bus, but mm, like, because mm-hmm. we don't know, like, you know, we only know bits and pieces. We don't know mm-hmm. the full story. However, I agree. 
I I agree. You should have fucking said something. Just you open your mouth. Say something. You know, I, see something, say something, exactly. my friend. We learned that in elementary school. We did. Stop, drop, and roll. Exactly. Dare. Only you know. can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Dare to keep kids off drugs. Uh-huh. Together, everybody achieves more. <laughs> <laughs> Students solving their own problems. Oh, that was that was stop. stop. Yes. But it was stop. It was two S. Stop. stop. Students solving their own problems, which is such a fucked up thing to say about middle yes. school kids. Yes. Students solve their own fucking problems. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to get involved. You guys handle that shit yourself. <laughs> oh, God. So that was our childhood. <laughs> that was our childhood. They were like, you know what, children? You fucking fend for yourself. If it ends up in a knife fight, that's on you. You were supposed to solve your own problems. <laughs> oh, God. So back to the story. Sorry, I didn't no, mean no. to get up my. I didn't mean to get on my soapbox. No, that's I haven't okay. done. I haven't done a soapbox speech in a long time. You have so not. You have not. I have to tell everybody how much better I am than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I am not better than anybody else, and I don't actually think that about no, myself. No, she does not. She's she's just puffing her chest. That's I'm kind of garbage. <laughs> just telling no. you how I feel about things. I'm telling you how I think other people should act, and while I sit back and sit my wine and judge. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. we all we're all guilty of it honestly yeah. i don't care if you yeah. admit it or not uh-huh. you fucking judge the yeah. end oh for sure all right so back to the story one of the children attempted to run away three or four years after they moved into this rio vista home unfortunately mm-hmm. she was picked up a little ways down the road by a neighbor and because of her extreme malnourishment and lack of education they thought she was just mentally challenged and they returned her home Mm. which is really sad now the turpins bought a double wide trailer and they put it deeper into their property and further from site so they they okay david and louise turpin brought their two youngest children to the trailer to live there to just just them four just the four of them yep and they left the other children in the house by themselves okay okay the other children were left in the house to fend for themselves louise or and or david would drop off groceries to the children that were in the house on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. sometimes skipping a week okay but the food was never enough for everyone right in Jordan Turpin, who was six at the time, recalls that there were times where she resorted to eating ketchup or mustard with ice. Yeah, I saw that on the yeah 2020 thing. That's f- just for first of all, ketchup is gross. Oh, see, I like that's it. number one. Number two, that's that's horrible. horrible. It's horrible. Ketchup, mustard, and ice. And ice. Yep. She also said that their parents left the older siblings with a flip phone so that they could receive their quote unquote instructions. One of which, according to Jennifer, was to put any rebellious children into cages, Mm -hmm. some of which were dog kennels with locks. Good God. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, they're real good Christians. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. So, you know. Mm -hmm. When the Turpins moved out of the house in the trailer, like when they left both behind, neighbors who visited the home would encounter 
wood encounter feces smeared across the residence and beds with ropes tied to them in various rooms. There were also piles of trash just everywhere in the house, on the property, and there was even a pile of dead animals in the trailer. Yeah. From who? From where? It was probably their pets. Yeah. So what? So they would get pets, like, and I guess not feed them and just let them die and then put them in a pile? Yeah. And I would, I, oh, and I purposely said, my I know, God. I know, I know. And I purposely said animals because I didn't want to list. <laughs> Molly agrees. Molly's like, it better not be a fucking dog. She just got real mad. Wow. Yeah. So now even after seeing this, still no call to the police. Nothing. And let me ask again, who was it who saw all this? It was the, the vineyard. The neighbor. Yeah. What the fuck, vineyards? And you know what? That's not a cool name. No. <laughs> and the the host of 60 Seconds Australia, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. He even sets them an interview. He goes, and at no point you thought to call the police. So again, not that I'm blaming the sins of the Turpin family oh, on the no. vineyards. It's not like, obviously it's the Turpin's fault. Yeah. But you're seeing all of this and still like not even a, hmm. Yeah. Maybe somebody would want to know about this. Correct. Correct. And I mean, even the dad said in the interview, he goes, oh, no, it did cross our mind to do it. We just didn't. Oh, so you're you're a you're an asshole. Like <laughs> it crossed our minds. We just didn't. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I know. Nope. I know. I know. Nope. So now they left Texas and it's now the year 2010 and the Turpins are now in Paris, California. And now just from this trend here, like with the years when they moved, it seems like they move every 10 years. And I have a feeling that's on purpose. Oh, I'm sure it is. So that's just, I, that struck me as, hmm, I think this is intentional. It's almost like when I did the Garnet the Great story of like every year and a half. Yeah. She had a move because you realize that there's eyes on you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Though apparently they could have stayed where they were because the nobody was going to do anything. I know. I know. But you figure they had more kids. They're growing out of that home. Well, I mean, but I mean, they had two homes. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. I digress. You graduate from the double wide to get into the house. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's insane. It's just insane. It's not funny. No, it's not the most awful thing in the world. I agree. But it's like, it's unfathomable. Mm hmm. That somebody would even do this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. And I have a feeling like as the years go by and and people do deeper dives into this case, they're going to find a root cause. And like, yeah, I get it that she was abused, but I'm sorry. It was both of them. Well, and I was going to say like, it was both of them. And like, you're, you know, full well what you're doing. Like, it's not like you can make excuses that like, you thought this was correct yeah. because obviously, you know, enough to hide it. Yep. So you know what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I, I hope, I hope I would like to see if there are some kind of answers. I, I would just like to see if eventually. So, mm-hmm. all right. So when they moved to California, they filed documents saying that they were homeschooling their children. And now, mind you, this, this school was called the Sandcastle Day School. Hmm. Lovely. And Dave- Sandcastles <laughs> in the sand. <laughs> I'm my mother. 
Yeah, all good. Uh, okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and David listed himself as the principal. Sure did. I'm sure he did. Jordan and Jennifer said, however, that that wasn't the case at all. Instead, they said that their mother would coach each of the children to remember what grade they were supposed to be in based on their ages. And they secretly amongst the siblings would try to teach each other what they could. So it wasn't wow. schooling at all. At all. And now I was also reading somewhere too that when you when you're in California and you do this paperwork um saying you know that you're a homeschooler whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. they're supposed to do annual fire inspections they never did they never did either because even those kids need to know how to stop drop and roll (laughs) exactly because there's so much garbage it could just randomly catch on fire exactly it's a universal thing we all learned and probably would never use in our entire lives no probably not but yeah they didn't they didn't do anything either because if they would actually follow if they did actually follow through with that annual check Mm -hmm. they would have been found out because the house is full of shit literally it's unbelievable the amount of cracks these people fell through yeah and it's just yeah and awful it is now before i get into jordan escaping and all that i kind of i summarized all the shit that they went through because i mean i could go on with the story forever i mean it mm-hmm. is fucking nuts like i couldn't stop watching about it and reading about right. it well it's, it's years and years yes. of abuse almost years. 30 just shy yeah. of 30 just shy of 30 so now all right this is what they were subject subjected to like i mentioned they could only bathe once a year they were only allowed to eat once a day again like i mentioned um anything mm-hmm. from peanut butter sandwiches bologna one frozen burrito or chips while their parents would eat fast food and other full meals in front of them that's lovely that's dick okay (laughs) it's kind of a dick move yeah they also they were also taunted with food so the parents would buy things such as apple pies another different assortment of snacks they placed it on the table but they never allowed the children to eat and they would just randomly pick at it. And now, wow. yeah. And now if they went to quote unquote, steal their parents' food, they would get beaten or they would get um, chained to the bed or they would get put in these dog kennels. Punishments included being chained tied to their beds. The children were not released from their chains to go to the bathroom, sometimes mm. for months at a time. So it wasn't just like a day or an hour that they were chained. It was it wasn't like a solitary confinement overnight. You're punished. It's like for months. Correct. Correct. And they would be chained like because obviously they have a million children. So they didn't have 13 bedrooms. So I think it was like four or five to a bedroom. Okay. so when these kids, the kids that were being punished by being chained, their other siblings would be sleeping in the same room as them these kids would be sleeping in their filth in their in their poop in their pee in their vomit you know like Mm. just shit literally like that louise would buy brand new children's clothes but the would continue to have the kids dress in their dirty clothes she would also buy games and toys but the children were never allowed to play with them if 
she saw one of the kids trying to get into the toys, they would be punished. That's so fucking depraved. It is. Even though, like, they couldn't play with toys or anything, she did allow them to keep journals. Which Thank goodness. Yes. Which was basically... It, it, it's, over the years of abuse, it um, timelined everything. So mm. when they went through the house... They grabbed mm-hmm. them all and they read through them all. And it, yeah, it, it it's like an anthology. Evidence. It's like an anthology of what they went through. Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. They went through beatings with belts and sticks and they <sighs> were whipped until they bled, strangulation, being thrown across the room, and or their hair being ripped out. These punishments were given for such minor things like coloring outside of the lines if they were coloring stop it Mm -hmm. yep on the rare occasion that their parents actually left the house the children would rummage through the trash to try to find something more to eat that's awful it is awful Uh, they suffered from severe severe malnourishment muscle wasting stunted growth nerve damage and cognitive impairment as a result of extreme and prolonged physical abuse because their bodies are basically eating their muscles correct correct because there's no nutrition going into their bodies yep and they also lack basic basic knowledge of life and like you had mentioned they didn't know what medication was they didn't know what pills were my god yeah when when jordan escaped the oldest female victim who was jennifer she was 29 years old at the time she only weighed 82 pounds 82 pounds at 29 years old that's horrifying yeah they had the kids stay up all night and then they slept all day which helped them hide the children isolate them you can't hear them laughing talking but correct correct because in that neighborhood they're one on top of another that's like a a regular suburb neighborhood and it's a beautiful house from the outside it's a really nice neighborhood like Mm -hmm. holy shit the children were never taken to the doctor or the dentist at all right Mm -hmm. so that was that's just a little bit of what they went through that's not even everything i also read that when they went to the hospital eventually one of the victims their arm was as thin as a four-month-old baby's you know it reminds me of and i think this is like within our first 10 episodes Mm -hmm. i did the cleveland kidnappings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you remember when they were rescuing the girls um the one cop said that he thought it was like a tiny child jumping in his arms and she was like a 30 something year old woman yep exactly like that yeah god yeah Okay, now, while it's odd that none of the neighbors noticed anything strange during all those years of child abuse and horrid conditions within the home, the family's online presence portrayed a family that cares for its family members, goes on on trips to Disneyland, plans birthday celebrations, and they even had three separate vow renewal ceremonies for Louise and uh, David in 2011, 2013, and 2015. Ew, give it up. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. 
Friends of the Turpins said the entire family traveled to Las Vegas for these events with photo evidence of all 13 children dressed in identical purple dresses and ties within the Elvis Chapel, confirming this outwardly convincing appearance of normalcy. Get out of the Elvis Chapel. (laughs) You deserve that. Yeah, yeah. But the Elvis impersonator that did the one where they have the video online, he was terrible. He was, he was, yeah, he was terrible. Good. Like, you don't deserve it. Like you're a huge Elvis fan. So if I thought it was terrible, yeah, you're going to think it was. Ghastly, who is this ghastly. imposter? Like, Who's this imposter? I mean, he, it's obviously an imposter because he's dead, yeah. but you know, you know, <laughs> or is he <laughs> fair? That's fair. He's on an Island with Tupac and Biggie. You know, they're having a good old time. If only, right. I Can know. we bring Tupac, Biggie and Elvis back? Please, please? maybe please bring some sanity back in the world and, and better music. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jordan said she was in a room where two of her little sisters had been chained to their beds for as long as four months. Good God. Seeing them in agony. She decided she was going to escape to get help. Um, she worked on this brave kid. Yeah. No, she really is. And she she's now on TikTok and she's like a TikTok star. Is she like Is she? Yes. I gotta find her Please, and follow her. Love and her. her and James Charles actually did a video to gang together. Don't love that. No, but but still James Charles is yes, but trash. That aside, like yeah, she, you know, she But that's how big that's like how correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I see what you're saying. Yes, but- I know, I know, I know. She worked on this escape plan for two years because obviously there was a lot of risks. There was, yeah. they had to think of exactly what to do. They never left the house, so they don't know where to go. Right. So two years in the making, the kids, they, they got to watch TV, but they had to do it when their parents weren't around. Okay. So just from watching the little bit of TV that she's seen watching like crime shows, she knew that she would need proof of the abuse a smart kid right so when she got a hold of her older brother's deactivated cell phone she asked the sisters who were chained if she could take a photo to use as proof and they agreed look at her asking for consent now the siblings are very close they all love each other like mm-hmm. even now after everything they they're always together they're always you kind of had to be correct. like I get why they're so tight. Correct. I mean, they, they they were the only thing that they had. Exactly. Like, they're not rebelling against each other. They're not, they're right. not like, we're okay, well, we're out in the, in the world now. Bye. You know, like, they're mm-hmm. still support each other, love each other. And I love that. I love that they had yeah. each other right. through everything. Um, okay, so she took the pictures. On January 14th, 2018, they knew the time to escape was running out. When she and Jennifer heard her mother scream at them that the family was about to move to Oklahoma. Yeah, they're almost at that 10-year mark. So, you know, it's almost right? that time. So at 5.49 a.m., mm-hmm. Jordan climbed out of her bedroom window and made her way down the road and away from the house. She called 911 on her sibling's flip phone and let the person on the other end of the line know that herself along with 12 siblings are abused and they need help now riverside county sheriff's deputy anthony collis was nearing the end of his overnight shift and had thought that this would be a routine quick and easy return the runaway back to her house kind of a situation once he approached jordan Mm -hmm. and she told him the story that she told the dispatcher he asked if she had any pictures of proof and 
as we know, and as I said, she did. So she showed him the pictures on her cell phone of her sisters chained up and he immediately radioed for assistance and he would soon see everything for himself. And if I remember that video correctly, he asked a couple of times, like, is this happening right now? And she's like, yes, Yes. it's right now. Like they are chained up right now. So almost as if like, I see these photos, you guys aren't like playing. If I go there, they're perfectly fine. Like he knew that these pictures that she was showing, like, yeah, they're still chained. Like this is happening currently. Yeah. And are you on any medication? What's medication? Like she had Oh my God. It's heartbreaking. It, it really is. But I'll tell you what, like you said, she is the epitome of bravery. Like so fucking brave. And wasn't there also, she made a comment too, of like, she got scared at first Yes. before she called 911 and she was going to go back. Yes. And she just said that this is now or never. I yes. had to do it. Correct. Mm. And she said that if, if her parents were to find out and they killed her, at least she died trying. Oh, I love her. I do too. Like I, I wish I had her courage. Mm-hmm. And also the dispatcher asked her what her address was. She didn't know. She had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. She had the zip code. So she, she said, no, she, the dispatcher said, no, that's your zip code. That's not your address. Right. And she's, and then she said, um, cause obviously they were pinging her location when mm-hmm. they were on the phone and the dispatcher was like, are you at a stop sign? And she's like, uh, and and he she was like, what does the street sign say above it? And she's like, I'm at the stop sign. So she like couldn't read it. But once she got to that stop sign, the cop came and they were like, all right, we're taking these people down. All right. So the deputies of Riverside County Sheriff's Department raided the house, stating that they were there for a welfare check. Lewis and David answered the door and seemed to be confused as to why they were there in the first place. And in the video, because they had the body camera footage, Mm -hmm. David was like, or one of them was like, do you have a warrant? They're like, no, we don't need it. Because when it involves abuse of children, no warrant is needed. They don't, they don't need that shit. Right. Yeah. It's like that imminent danger type of a Mm -hmm. thing, right? Mm -hmm. Inside, they encountered a house reeking of human excrement, decaying garbage, dead pets, and moldy food with every surface covered in trash later they found the other 12 children one had been shackled to a bed for weeks and it appeared that two others had been shackled until just before the officer officers arrived children were found with bruises on their arms appearing frail and caked with dirt the children were so malnourished that deputies thought they were all under 18 years old when in fact seven were over the age Mm. of 18 so less than two hours after Jordan made that call, the parents were arrested. I love it. So she did, she did it. Mm-hmm. She did it. You know, it's like as awful as awful the conditions were that those kids were in, it's almost a good thing that the everything was so extreme that the cops were like, there's zero question in our heads of what the fuck is happening here. Like, we don't even need to ask questions. We are fully aware of what the fuck is. We we got these people's number. We know what's happening. Yep. Exactly. Once Louise and David were in custody, the 13 children were immediately taken to the hospital. All of them remained in the hospital for two months, being treated for various issues, including heart damage due to lack of nutrients, Mm -hmm. cognitive impairments, and neuropathy. 
-hmm. After their stay in the hospital, the six minors were put into foster homes. On February 22nd, 2019, David and Louise each pled guilty to one count of torture, three counts of willful child cruelty, four counts of false imprisonment, and six counts of cruelty to an adult dependent. Mm -hmm. Both were sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of parole after 25 years. They'll get laughed out of that parole hearing. Exactly. That's actually what I was about to say. Experts believe that they will never receive parole due to the severity of the crime, which makes it effectively a life sentence. Yeah. If one of the, so one of the Manson girls, girls, she's like 80. (laughs) One of the Manson (laughs) girls was just uh, up for parole again and she got declined. Like if at that stage in her life, she's still getting declined. Yeah. Oh yeah. Baby. Forget it. You ain't going nowhere. You're You're done. done. You're done. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, David was originally sent to the Mule Creek State Prison before being sent to the California State Prison. And Louise is in the Central California Women's Facility. In Chino? Yes. I only know about Chino because of the OC. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, you still know it because I had Chino, no idea. <laughs> in October of 2019, five of the younger children were adopted by an abusive family who further tormented them. Always forget about that part. Yep. Allegations included hitting them in the face with sandals, pulling their hair, hitting them with a belt and striking their heads. They were forced to eat excessively and then forced to eat their own vomit. And the foster father was accused of grabbing and fondling them and kissing them on the mouth. Oh my God. These poor fucking kids. It's never fucking ending. The foster family was arrested and charged with abusing multiple children in their care. I believe there's two lawsuits going on right now in regards to this. Um, And I know there is an ongoing investigation um, about how they were treated Mm -hmm. in Riverside County in the, um, in the foster system. And also the fact that they received more than $600,000 in donations and people they even offered complimentary services such as like dental work, um, anything right. that they can. But now, according to what several siblings and county employees have told ABC News during this 2020 interview, the Turpins have not been able to access most of the funds. Um, Jordan said something that, you know, she was having a hard time being able to buy food. Okay. And they were like, wait a minute, that's that's not right. You have you guys have this money to access for yeah you have like over half a million dollars wtf yes correct but you know it's just it's it's fucking sad acknowledging the holes in the system district attorney mike heston who prosecuted their parents told diane sawyer that quote this is unimaginable to me that we could have the very worst case of child abuse that i've ever seen and then that we would then not be able to get it together for to that to give them their basic needs yeah yeah and like you said all of these people stepped up and donated and donated even just the services alone of like come we'll we'll fix this for you we'll take care of this for you blah 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 and that they're not even able to access that basic care that they were neglected their entire lives like the system is so fucking broken it really is and yeah so there's two um lawsuits going on right now regarding all that 
all You're of lucky that. It's only two. Yeah, seriously. I'm you know I'm sure it'll turn into more eventually. Honestly. Now, are there still? Hold on, 2015. Yeah, so there's still minors. There, there are still minor Turpin children. Yes. Um, have the older kids adopted the minor children, or are they I still in foster care? I think I read something like that. Okay. I think I'm, I'm not sure. Like I said, I read so many articles. Yeah. It is a possibility. Yes, it is a possibility. Cause I do know that they are taking care of each other, mm-hmm. um, and helping all them out. So it is very possible. Yes. Yeah. I do know that. And obviously you saw the 2020 episode that Jordan said, you know, um, one of the first things they did after they got out of the hospital, or whatever, they all went to a park together. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was just so happy to be there to smell yeah. the grass, to be in the fresh air and just to feel the sun. And she's like, and then I remember thinking to myself, how could heaven be better than this? Ugh. It's like, it's things like that, that we take for granted. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. we, that's at our disposal. These kids didn't have that they didn't have a normal childhood they thought that what they were going through was what everybody was going through you know what i mean like just it's fucking terrible it is fucking terrible 10 of the children have restraining orders against the parents but yet there's still some that go visit them and have forgave them and i'm like yeah no no sorry you know i'm all about being like the bigger person forgive and forget there are certain things that are not forgivable and like torturing me for your my entire life not one of those things i'm gonna forgive no not even a little bit not even a little no, bit not so much but yeah so that's the story of the turpin house of horrors and now again believe me there's so much more out there and i kind of i did my best to make it as simple as possible <laughs> but this this the story man i yeah it was a tough one it yeah. really was a tough one if you watch nothing else but the 2020 with diane sawyer mm-hmm. it's just because it focuses so much on the girls and how yes. and specifically jordan's escape like it's yeah. so it's insane and it's you know my whole thing like you said not even going into detail about where the parents came from because truthfully in this situation who Don't give fucking cares yeah um those kids man <laughs> yeah they've been through it they've been through it yeah and uh there was another article i was reading where they said you know you have jennifer who's the oldest who endured this for almost 30 years so it's it's amazing you know like she's living her life she is a manager at a restaurant she's 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 married it. right yeah she's married yeah. Mm-hmm. um jordan just you know she got her ged she's going mm-hmm. to college um, so like they're overcoming it, like the younger of the siblings have to their advantage that they don't have to overcome 30 years. Maybe it's Correct. just, you know, a less amount of time. It's still a lot. Like I'm not saying trauma is trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. But yeah. it's, it's going to be easier for them to work through. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, it just, yeah. So I did a lot of research on this case. Yeah. This case is insane and it's so heartbreaking and, yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those ones that really shines a light on just like true, how broken the system is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, how important it is to really be aware of the people you're interacting with and 
know Take that you don't notice. know everything. Yeah, but keep, yeah, keep your head on a swivel, man. You know, these things are glaring mm-hmm. in your face like it was in this situation. Mm-hmm. Say something to somebody. The worst that's going to happen is you're wrong and what they're mad at you. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the best thing that could happen is you could be saving someone's life or 13 lives at that or 13 lives. Yeah. These poor kids. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Didn't mean to depress you guys, but no, I mean, it to be shared. It, it needed to be shared. Absolutely. It's such a heartbreaking story, but at the same time, like it, it's oddly uplifting strictly because of the fact yes. that they did get out. They escaped. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that they endured more abuse at the hands of their foster family is just yeah. absolutely appalling. Yeah. But again, it it shines a light again on that part of the system that's so fucked of these people who just become foster parents to cash a check. Yep. Um, and it's all of it is just so it's so awful. There was one, there was a whole family in Florida that was very similar to what the Turpin family was uh dealt with. There it was not that long ago. Mm. Um and if I'm not, and I could be 100% completely wrong, but I (laughs) think one of the kids died. Oh no. It was just like, but it's, you hear about this stuff too often. Yes. Agree. I mean, truthfully, not to the extreme of the Turpin situation. That's, that's such a one-off like horror show. Yeah. But you hear about these like horrific foster situations and how terrible it is. It's like, my God, who is, who is watching out for these kids? Yep. And the answer is nobody, nobody, nobody. <laughs> but is. yet, but yet here we are where there's a ban on abortion and uh, we can't even put the kids in the fucking foster system. But you know, let's homes. add more kids, you know, Hey, Hey, okay. We're going to, we're going to, mm, because <laughs> I could talk about that for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's that's what is going on in the world today. Okay, something's okay. wrong in the world Thank you. today. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what it is. I knew where you were going with that. Uh-huh. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Something's wrong with her eyes. <laughs> living on the edge. <laughs> if you haven't heard "Living on the Edge" by Aerosmith, talk about a song that makes you like want to just drive fast and be really mad at the world. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Because oh, you can blame. What is it? Something about the with the color of his skin. Oh, it's such a good fucking. This you can. Oh, so basically, we're telling you go listen. listen. To it. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Download the entire Big Ones album. Oh, by it's Aerosmith. a fucking amazing it's album. Mwah. Like mwah. perfection. Mwah, perfection. Absolute perfection. Aerosmith is a bucket list band for me. Yeah. Bucket list. If I could see Aerosmith. I would, I don't even know what I would do. I would see them nosebleeds, 600 bucks. Don't even Agreed. Agreed. I love Steven Tyler. I love Aerosmith. They have a lot of jams. They They really, really do. So many fucking jams. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny with Aerosmith? This is so off topic. I actually don't even really care. And then we'll wrap up and whatever. Okay. But do you want to know the thing with Aerosmith? It's one of those things of like the songs are so like embedded in your brain. You don't realize, you know, every single yes. word. Yes. And Aerosmith song come on. I'm like, I knew every word to that song. Yes. They're such good jams. Yes. Even like their newer shit. Hole in my soul. I know. There's a hole in my soul. It's so good. That's been I know. me forever. <laughs> it's so and good. And like the lyrics though. Beautiful. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Ugh. when steven tyler just went into rehab like i was sad 
Yes. Oh, like, me if too. He is not okay. <laughs> you have to save Steven Tyler. He's a good person. He's a good man. We need more Steven Tyler's. We do in the need world. more Steven Tyler's. And you know what? You know who else we need more of? Mm. Liv Tyler's. Agreed. Love her. Agreed. Love her. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. All right. Well, on that note, guys, <laughs> go download Big Ones by Aerosmith if you don't yes. know it. Because, and you know what? Hey, Aerosmith, not sponsored, but would love to be. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. We'll promote you all day, every day. Fly us to Vegas. We'll go to your residency. Yes. I would totally be there. Front oh my row. God. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you almost flashed O Town. So, I mean, no, it was not O Town. No, it was no need. It was no need. That's There's it. There's no need for no There's need. There's no need for no need. Uh, oh, good times. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks guys so much for listening to our show. <laughs> uh, we love you guys so much. You have so no much. idea how much we love you. Um, we thank you guys so much for listening week mm-hmm. after week after week. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, we get messages, DMs from you guys all the time. We get DMs from other podcast hosts and stuff. And it's just, it's such a thrill it to is. hear from you guys about just, enjoying the episodes or just, Hey, have you heard about this one? Or, Oh my God, I didn't know that story. Thanks for telling it. It's just so wonderful to hear from you guys. So please, you know, even if you don't have a story suggestion, just reach out and say, hi. Yeah. Um, it is so cool to have friends that we've never met know that you guys are listening. It makes this so much more fun. Yes, it, um, it really does. It really, really does. Um, and it's not just the two of us goobers sitting here yelling at each other over zoom. <laughs> Um, and like preaching to no one, like, you know, know another thing about the system that's broken. Um, so yeah, please reach out and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. um, if you do have a story suggestion, send it our way as well. You can send it through email. Um, you can email us at bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram. Um, we are on Instagram. Bedcrimestories is our handle. That's our at. That mm-hmm. is also our at on TikTok and Twitter. Neither one of which we use. No, no, but it's there. Yeah, we have it. So don't yeah. fucking touch it. <laughs> like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Please tell your friends. Again, we think you're all real groovy. Please, guys, be kind. Be the band aid. Yes. We'll talk to you guys next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Cha cha cha. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.